hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle. Me, your host, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Thursday night. Sorry, I didn't do a show this Tuesday. Uh, for the, you, those of you guys who follow us on Twitter or follow me on Twitter, you know that uh, on my way home from the Georgia State Convention where we had a, a wild debate, wild, lively uh, presidential debate, um, I contracted in Atlanta in the DEI uh, Five Guys Burgers and Fries. I, I contracted uh, some serious, serious foodborne illness that put me put me out of commission for about 36 hours minimum uh, when I got home Sunday. And then uh, by Tuesday, I just wasn't feeling up to the task. I had to actually work on Tuesday, and it, it made me so weak. Um, I hadn't had any water or food or anything for over 24 hours, and then I was had to go work a 12-hour shift, and I just couldn't come home and do a show. Uh, so we didn't do a show. I apologize if you guys were hoping we'd do one on Tuesday, but hopefully we'll be back to doing them on this coming Tuesday. Uh, it may be rough because I'll be flying home from TimCast. I'll be on TimCast in real life for my third time on Monday, uh, Monday evening, 7.30, I think. I think they do 7, 8 o'clock. I think it's 8 o'clock Eastern to 10 o'clock, and then they do an after-hour show for an hour um, till 11. Uh, it's going to be a good time. The Death Squad next week? Huh? We get in the Death Squad next week? What do you mean? The Nephilim Death Squad? I, I You know, I, I did talk to Top a little bit about that this weekend. And so hopefully we can get uh, the Nephilim Death Squad both on next week. Uh, I love those guys. They're fucking cool. Uh, of course, Top is the homie. One of my best friends for life. As as our guest tonight. But also, uh, I made a new, a new great friend in his co-host on that show, uh, Raisin. Who's uh, great as well. Um, his name's not actually Raisin. It's He goes by Raven, but he picked that, that, nick, that nickname. So now we call him Raisin. Because you're not allowed to pick your own nickname. That's gay. That's utterly I, gay. I wish I could pick my nickname. Yeah, if, if you could pick... Well, your... actually, it's Ian. It's much better than my nickname growing up. Yeah, well, we did we did like a three and a half hour Tower Power Hour uh, live episode the night before the debate um, and had a lot of drinks. And um, I, I told him, well, if your nickname's Raven, you have to call me Nighthawk. That's my, that's my nickname, uh, which is not true. Don't ever call me fucking Nighthawk. Nightcock, yeah. Yeah. Um, we got a great show for you guys tonight. Of course, before we get too far into this thing, go check out our wonderful sponsor, TopLobster.com. The man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break Cycle, where you can get all kinds of great hats, backpacks, hoodies. I think he's got, I don't know, he's got all kinds of shit. He's got the uh, Break the Cycle custom shirt that you see my co-host Ryan wearing tonight. Uh, you can get that stuff for a third, uh, 20%, 10% discount by using BTC at the checkout line, or you can join the Patreon, subscribe, start, become a member of the YouTube channel under all of our videos by hitting the join link, where you can get into a private Discord server, uh, mostly moderated by Ryan these days. I do pop in from time to time, but it's very few and far between right now. I've been so busy. Um, and you can get all of Top's new gear if he ever pops in uh, up to up to two weeks before it goes to the general public at like a 30% discount. So good stuff. And he does put out stuff regularly. We just need to get him in the chat. Uh, so, you know, we puts it out. Yeah. Um, uh, so go check out Top. I love Top. Uh, I was very, very happy to get the opportunity to hang out with him this past weekend. And also uh, our co our guest tonight. But before we check in with our guest, uh, let's check in with my wonderful haired co-host, Mr. Ryan Kurtzer. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. I, a couple hours ago, I got got an email that said I'm moving forward in the interview process for for a job. So that's that's exciting. And then uh, I also need you guys to give me some Yepcocks in the chat. Give this man some Yepcocks. He's just he's asking nicely for some Yepcocks in the chat. He just wants he just wants one or two. Um, guys, we got 
we got quite possibly one of the what, the greatest podcast go, uh, goats of all time tonight on the show with us. He's been a good friend of mine. He's been on the show several times. Um, I've hung out with him in person. In fact, I slept on his very uncomfortable electric couch, leather couch, for about a week once in Boston. What the hell is an electric? Oh, we'll couch? we'll get into it, dude. We'll get into it. I what? promise you. It's fucking. It's is it like the electric bro, chair. It's very expensive couch. He told me repeatedly. <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the movie Salt Lake City Punk? No. Okay, so there's a there's Salt Lake City Punk. It's about all these punks in Salt Lake City and not selling out and all this shit. And uh, they hang out with this like older German guy that's super rich, and he's like, they go over to his house and he's showing him a laser disc. He's like, there's a movie on there. There's a movie on there. That's how talk, that's how our guest tonight was about his couch. He's like, look at this. It's got lights in it. It's got <laughs> it's electric. It plugs into the wall. You know what I mean? Um, but it, yeah, it was like all reclined, just to however you perfectly want. It was like the like the orthopedic bed of couches. You know what I mean? Except not <laughs> not comfortable to sleep on at all. Uh, especially when you've been drinking in Boston and like Southie and like the basement bars all night long, and then you have to ride the fucking A train till two o'clock in the morning. Not fun, or whatever the hell they call that. But our guest tonight is one of the co-hosts of Tower Power Hour. He's also a candidate for the Libertarian Party presidential uh, race this year, which, by the way, he has uh, described the LP as the loser party. Uh, he hates you all, but he is running the most efficient campaign. He is Mr. Toad, sir. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing all right. How are you? Oh, you know, I can't complain, man. I'm, I'm still reeling from this weekend. It was a lot of fun. Um, that was definitely by far the most lively debate uh, we've had of all. Been, we've had several debates around the country so far, and 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 I'll tell you what, dude. Like, like I sat right next to Toad purposely. Like I was like, all right, I got sat next to Toad because he's gonna pump me up. This guy's gonna pump my nads, right? Like he's gonna get me. Like he's gonna make everything that I say look like the moderate position, anyways. So like, <laughs> so like I could just go as hard as I want because nothing that I do is gonna be as hard as Toad. And I was right. And yeah. the second he gets on the stage. He takes a shoe. He's sitting next to me. And he's he's taking his shoes off, taking his socks off. I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is a go time. This is it's about to get live. So That's what why were, you got ill. It, no, no. <laughs> so what were you thinking with taking your shoes off? What was up with that absolute stunning power move? Um, there were multiple things that went into that. At first, uh, I was told that the debate was going to be standing. It was going to require standing the whole time. So I said, well, my shoes that I was wearing, they're like fairly new. So I'm like, that's not going to help me. My, my feet are going to hurt. But I'm also the youngest of all of you old fucks. The so youngest, like, but you look the oldest. Yeah, uh, I look older than Hornberger, obviously. <laughs> I was like, uh, this is going to be an advantage to me, but I'm going to make it even more of an advantage by being more comfortable and I'm going to take my shoes off. And then it went through my mind, but that's also a power move, which is done. Uh, not many people know this by uh, James Holtzauer, Jeopardy champion, Jeopardy oh, yeah. phenomenon. Yes. Yep. He would, he's known for taking off his shoes in the green room to intimidate his opponents. So I was like, that's settled. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Everything about this makes sense. So I'm going to do it. Well, and so it's so funny because he, so I got a motorcycle accident last year. For those of you guys who don't remember, I was in a pretty brutal motor, motorcycle accident, about 40 miles an hour, uh, knocked me out, skid half my helmet off on the right side, uh, really dusted up my hip. It still hurts right now. Um, and it's been hurting for a long time. And we show up to this debate that they've told us ahead of time was going to be about two and a half hours. It ended up being three hours. Longest debate I've ever been in, hands down. Uh, well, as far as the presidential can, uh, candidacy goes, of course, I did uh, famously a three-hour debate against Larkin Rose uh, a couple years ago for Anarcho Polco. But um, uh, and so I, they're like, "Oh yeah, you're going to be standing in one spot for two and a half hours, three hours on stage with these hot ass lights beaming in your face." And I was like, 
I like bitched about it. I didn't bitch about it, but I was like, could we get chairs? That'd be kind of cool if we could have chairs at least. You know what I mean? So I was the reason why we got to sit down and he just went ahead and said, fuck it. Let's do the shoeless thing anyways. Um, And it worked. It played out. I mean, you know, it didn't take away from your arguments at all. Well, thank you. It probably added to my arguments, to be honest. His his whole arguments were calling everybody else faggots. Well, and I think the best part. So the best part about this was the opening and closing of Toad. Uh, Toad's arguments here basically were: I'm running the most efficient campaign because I think you're a bunch of losers, and I'm not. I'm not raising any money, and I'm still here. Uh, I think your party sucks. Literally said you all. He said, "Is everyone here know what the LP stands for?" Mm-hmm. He said, "Loser party." Because it's a party of losers. You guys are all just constantly losing. That's what he said. It was hilarious. For me, you know, it's like, you know, I think that I think the people in the Libertarian Party need that truth bomb in their face. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's I think it's like one of those things because you get and I, I, you know, I've even been a victim of this, of being in this this kind of bubble of Libertarian Party people when I'm working in politics where everyone's like, yeah, that was a win. Yeah, we got 0.8 percent. That was a win. Right. And like, no, that wasn't a win. It's not a win. Right. Um, but we get in this like this like loser mentality where we're like, yeah, man, we're winning, but we're not really winning shit. We got a bunch of like a bunch of dog catchers and like, you know, one county supervisor and like one state rep ever in the history of the party. And that's it's not good. It's not a good thing. Um, yeah, so the, that and you just go to one of these LP events, these LP conventions, you just look at the people there and you're like, this is a bunch of fucking losers, dude. Yeah, this one guy's really mad at me right now because uh, there were a couple people. We got really deep into the COVID vaccine debate. Um, I think we spent about 45 minutes on it, right? Uh, and I was able to really trigger Chase really bad um, through some of that. That was awesome. And I really enjoyed that. Um, of course, the debate moderator, Clint Russell and Brad Binkley, uh, who's amazing as well, uh, were able to trigger Jacob Hornberger and... You know, Toad being the wonderful guy that he is, he helped the, in the triggering of Jacob Hornberger. And it was one of probably one of the greatest <laughs> triggerings I've ever seen in my life because, you know, there was a time where a lot of libertarians, a lot of libertarians held Hornberger on this pedestal, right? And like I've found myself deviating from him recently over the his statements on open borders. I'm not an open borders guy anymore. I've kind of I've kind of grown up in that in that uh vein i think that i think it's a wildly unpopular idea uh if nothing else but also you know i think that we've come to a point in this specific society where if we just continue to let six to eight million people flood over every single year uh it's going to be unsustainable right and so like i've kind of had to come to terms with that as far as like you know i want my anarchy to be my my north star but maybe i deviate on that issue and i deviate on the you know let let parents decide on whether they should be allowed to abuse their children through um, mutilative surgeries. And, and also the, uh, the idea that, you know, um, killing a, a a child in the womb is just totally okay. And not at all a murder. So like I deviate with, you know, the standard libertarian on those issues. I I'm sure you do too, Toad, for the most part. I agree with you on all those issues. And I don't even think it's a deviation from libertarianism. I don't think think so uh, either. If you disagree with us, I think you are deviating. You are a deviant if you disagree with any of those positions. But I think it is perfectly in line with libertarianism to oppose open borders because open borders is a government program. It is just the government having control of the border situation, being like, we're going to just allow everybody in and not uh, stop anybody from doing so. And 
I mean, it's the the Hoppian argument here where uh, Hans-Hermann Hoppe lays out pretty nicely in Democracy, the God that Failed, as unfortunately our opponent Rechtenwald uh, points out. I know, he's the only one that pointed debates, it out. Yeah. He's correct about it. Uh, Hoppe is correct about it. Yes. Hoppe points out how that is not a uh, voluntary transaction there. Like, it's not two people agreeing to uh, exchange a good or anything like that. It's one person moving from point A to point B, uh, despite the fact that maybe nobody even agrees with that happening so there's no like other side of that transaction it's not a voluntary transaction right yeah and i i I agree and i you know i think my 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 views on immigration have changed a lot with actually my uh you know my journey into hans herman hoppe's literature actually uh because you know famously if you know two or three years ago i went on the fakertarians podcast and they asked me, well, what do you think about Hans Hermann Hoppe and his racist blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I haven't really read enough Hans Hermann Hoppe to give you my, you know, my point of view on that. And Dave Smith once was like, can you believe this guy hasn't even read Hans Hermann Hoppe? And I'm like, yeah, but I've outread all of you guys on. I, I've literally read every single fucking paper that Maria Rothbard has ever written. Like, I'm not, it's not like I was not well read. I just hadn't journeyed into Hoppe yet. I've read Human Action like four times. So it's right behind me right now. I've read it a million times. There's, I haven't read it, but it, it has just touched my penis. Yeah. <laughs> there's just so much to read. Like, it's an unreasonable expectation that everybody's read. No, and I everything. should, you know, I probably should have got into Hopper earlier. Yeah. I just didn't, but and it was I, stupid. I read 50 books a year, and I read, I've only... I read more than that, for sure. Yeah, and I've... I've done one hop a book and like two Rothbard books. and I think I think that toad probably has read it reads more than 50 you read a lot of books too right um 50 a year that might be pushing it I don't know it's probably not quite that high especially now but I've read like a decent amount I've read uh like the major Rothbard works uh sure. among other things but not human action. Human action is, you just look at it, it's just this gigantic tome. I'm like, this will make a good picture of it covering my penis because it's yeah. so huge. But I, but I haven't read it yet. I've read it three or four times. And that's not because I, not because I was like, oh, that was such a good book. I have to go back and reread this book. But because uh, the first time you're not going to understand it all. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of information. So I've read yeah, it that several and times Man Economy and State. I'm like, yeah, ah, that's a big I one don't too. know. That's yeah. a big one too. Well, I, my foray into Rothbard was the Great Depression. Oh, sure, sure. And that's, that's a good one. That is so dense. Yeah, it's a dense book. but And that, that was one of my first libertarian-adjacent books I read. My first Rothbard book was For a New Liberty, and it, it literally like kicked the window open and said, you're never shutting this window again. I mean, it just really was like my ultimate like radicalizing moment was that book. So Yeah, I read that like three months ago. Yeah, it's a good one. Mine was Anatomy of the State. I actually read For a New Liberty at some point after that. Yeah. I probably should have done anatomy first, but because it's only like sixty pages. But I, yeah. I did anatomy of the state with the anarchist handbook. Okay, that's good. Anyways, the Libertarian Party of Georgia convention. Uh, let's mm-hmm. get back to this. Um, it was an absolute shit show. This debate. Um, I believe that Ho- Jacob Hornberger completely destroyed any chance he had. He, not like he had much of a chance to begin with. Uh, in fact, Toad brought up uh, rightly so. Uh, you know, that we were mentioning sundowning and he's like, by the way, isn't it past your bedtime, Jacob Hornberger? I was like, Oh my God. Dude. Uh, <laughs> and so I even hopped in on the, the Hornberger hate and, and made sure that he knows that he keeps talking about how all of us were going to get zero votes in the, uh, in the general election. And he hasn't even been able to get a single nomination in the party over the last 25 to 30 something years. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like the, you know, the, the pot calling the kettle, 
colors that we're not going to say on the show because we might get kicked off. Um, but uh, this was my introduction to Hornburger. <laughs> oh, geez. I'm sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, it's crazy to me that he was the Mises caucus, uh, like representative in the previous election cycle. And like, he's this bad now. Like, I can't imagine that he was even actually good back then. I know I disagree with him on the border stuff the whole time, but I don't really know what his positions were back then. But he's it's like he's stuck in a time capsule in like 1990 like none of his positions hold up at all uh, in the modern day yeah well and his and and the thing about jacob is that his biggest priority is ending social security and like yo i get that like and open borders borders. that's the issue that defines my campaign i'm like you are so out of touch dude. no wonder you can't get the nomination he just he, he doesn't seem to engage with reality no he doesn't like, at you, all. you need to be able to like we, we have this ideal that we're shooting for, but you still need to be able to be pragmatic and recognize that yeah. we're really far away from that. And not a lot that we're going to do is going to get us there very quickly. It's going to be hard. And so, you you know, kind of how we define borders, like the Hoppian sense of private pro- like how private property everywhere and all of that, that would be mm-hmm. great. That's kind of what we're shooting for, but that's not the reality we live in now, and we need to engage with what is actually happening around us. Well, further than that, too, it's like, it's like, dude, his only, his biggest knock on everyone on stage is that, oh, you guys just want to sundown Social Security, and that's all you care about. It's like, first of all, bullshit, motherfucker. I've been telling you at every debate that I also want to end Social Security. I just talk more about Title 4D of Social Security because I believe that that single title in the Social Security Act has led to more terrible shit in the United States than any other policy passed in my in in the last you know 50 to 60 to 75 years and that's that's because it it literally it subsidizes the federal government the federal government subsidizing states to separate families we went from one in 60 uh children living in a a fatherless home to one in four that's a big deal dude like but hold on ryan and so like so like like yeah i get it like talk about ending social security i want to end social security too i think pay out the the retirees that that have their life dependent on this that they've paid into for years and stop it for everybody else stop the tax immediately done over and and rectenwald was right when he said is it going to hurt the state yeah it's going to hurt the state we want it to hurt the state that's part that's part of this and one thing hornberger brought up was how are you going to pay for it i think there's a great way for the federal government to be able to pay for things uh, and that is, they own like 40% of the land in the United States. Oh, it's more than that. The B- BLM owns a lot, dude. Well, no, yeah, Black like, Lives Matter, man. They're no, they only own two houses. And, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but they're combined they're between all of them, two, house, two owners dollars. of houses. Here. But there's so much land in the United States that is federal land. Yeah, Bureau of Land Management. I know. Yeah. That's what yeah. BLM is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. You, we could, uh, we you're could sell, Yeah, we could sell that off. <laughs> But also Western Federal Lands also owns a ton of, uh, you know, the National Forest uh, Park Services, yeah. National Forest Service. Like these, they, they, there's, it's way more than 40%. I'd say it's closer probably to 60%. Yeah. And that, uh, that was, I, I saw a map of it and that's just me guesstimating based yeah. on eyeballing. But, you know, we could, we could sell half of that and pay for, pay for that 
payout for well, social security. We, and the problem is that if we sold half of that, we'd have to sell a lot of that to immigrants because that's what the federal government does. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to sell half that land to China, which is what they've been doing with farmland and stuff like that. And so like we, you know, I, you know, should I be president? I'm, I'm going to tell, I'm going to say, look, foreign governments can't buy land in the United States anymore. Sorry. Fuck yeah, off, dude. Like, we, we sell it to U.S. citizens. Yeah, exactly. Or, I mean, really, it should just be given to U.S. citizens, but but we're talking about trying to uh, pay people back for Social Security as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so Hornberger is out of touch, dude, and 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 wants yeah. to keep banging this drum about Social Security and saying that we don't want to end Social Security when we've all told him repeatedly, except for Chase, who does want to sundown Social Security and Lars. Um, but yeah. uh, speaking of, of the Lars thing, this is something that that has dawned on me several times in these debates, and I don't know why I haven't brought it up. You know, the libertarian has an image problem, like a terrible fucking degenerate uh, uh, libertine image problem where everybody that's on just barely right of center and further thinks that we're a bunch of, you know, drug addict, uh, sex working, like like anal sex having degenerates bro like you know like you're yeah, all into three people you're on all that stage you're all into sodomy and all you want to do is smoke meth and screw dudes and and drink fucking i don't know whatever right yeah, and we're not so, all chase here right and so we have this we have this problem this is an image problem a bad image problem right and there's this like real big push by people like myself and of course uh clint and and toad and even you know some are using comedy some are using like straight up brash like in your face messaging like all this shit right and and but the the, the truth of the matter is that this push is to make it uh, make people understand that real conservative principles live in uh, live in libertarianism that you know you don't have to support those things and in fact we, we we don't have to normalize those things or you know destigmatize those things you can actually stigmatize the fuck out of sex work and stigmatize the fuck out of drug use and stigmatize the fuck out of all of these terrible things right that we don't want in front of our children and it's perfectly in line with libertarianism but we have to break out of that mold right that people have set for us like you know vermin su fucking supreme and like some of these other people that have come around the party and there's people in this party today that don't understand that image problem at all because they're looking to somebody like Lars Mapstead. Now, I never talk about this. I don't know why I haven't brought this up in the debate. I, I have forgot called, to bring this up. Too. Yeah, I have yeah, called I'm him the porn king, right? Like I've been like, you're the porn king. But I don't think people understand to what extent I'm talking about when I say that. He's one of the founders of Adult Friend Finder, okay? If you're not familiar with Adult Friend Finder, it was the OG original cam porn cam model website okay he literally started the only fans culture and you want to make him our presidential candidate you want to make that guy our presidential candidate the guy who's gonna just go out there and be like yes i'm the one who fucking lent to all of your daughters becoming sex workers dude uncharismatic Listen, he, he gave me worse he gave me he gave me years worth of entertainment, but he's not qualified to be the presidential <laughs> candidate. Oh man. It's, you know what I'm saying though? Like we have this image yeah. problem and, and, and to fix the image problem, we're going to put the guy who started the fucking only fans culture in America as our presidential candidate. That's he's using that idea. money to fund his campaign. He's using the porn money. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> he, spent, exactly he spent $500,000 on ads already. Bro, he put thousands of dollars into ads for this fucking uh, this yeah. uh, free and fair elections debate. I mean, 
thousands of dollars in ads and and he just i don't even know if he made it in he may have made it in but he no. just barely mm. fucking made it in no they had like a him and chase had a big rush today over to like four, 12 to fourteen thousand. they they knocked kennedy out oh when i fuck yeah. how when i, I don't know did they when i checked I out right now, okay when when i checked it at work it was it was supposedly closed no, so it's it's look, it's Claudia De La Cruz, Cornell West, Jill Stein, Peter Sonsky, Lars Mapstead, Chase Oliver uh, are the top six. I don't even know who that first in woman fact, is. In fact, Lars Mapstead jumped Chase. Oh, I bet he, he did. Was, Chase probably enjoyed it. <laughs> he was like 4,000 votes behind Chase. Yeah, dude. Checked. Well, and here's the thing, too. Like, we know for a fact the socialists that are on there and Peter Sonsky for sure. No doubt, Peter Sonsky. They were all using the VOIP uh calls right like they were they were utilizing those to send in multiple uh, uh votes per person and then mm. after they let them get all those votes in they stopped voip and wouldn't let people vote from VO, voip anymore so like so like i was purposely like very clear to my my supporters like vote above board vote once per phone per, per phone if you have a kid's phone you want their them to vote fine you have a wife you want her to vote fine but do not make up fake shit to to vote for me and we're still at like almost 9,000 votes, okay? That's not bad. But we know these people are using VOIP and they cut it off. So even if like I was like at the end, like, well, let's go everybody use VOIP real quick and try and get us up there. We couldn't do that. They cut us, they cut everybody off after the top four had already used it repeatedly. So I couldn't even tell my supporters that were afraid to give their phone number to use a VOIP anymore. And a lot of my people were afraid to give a phone number to free and fair elections, which is hilarious, by the way, because these people are not, they're not some scam company. They've been around for fucking 60 years. They don't blow you up at all. They only run these debates. Um, in fact, this all this voting was taking place on like a new blockchain technology. Uh -huh. They're not even recording your data. Like that's the funny thing. Like they're not even recording your data to call you or anything. So it was like, I didn't want to try to explain that to libertarians because they don't give a fuck, right? Like they're I'm not, I'm not giving my phone number. Fine, that's fine, whatever, don't vote. But at least at that point I was able to say, yo, just use Google Voice. If you're gonna, if it just once, just vote for me once with Google Voice. Don't use your real phone number. At least I had the opportunity to do that. I couldn't even do that anymore after they let all those fucking VOIP numbers go through first, which was just stupid. Um, but anyways, yeah. Anyway, so so Lars Mapstead is the guy who basically lend lended credence to the entire OnlyFans like whore culture that you see going on today. Yeah, and he looks like a coomer. He looks like a coomer. Yeah, absolutely. I think Laney posted that earlier with the with all the names that she <laughs> was hilarious. fat with a ponytail yeah and like a bald top with a ponytail and and uh yeah, even the fake donald it. trump impersonator mm -hmm. came in and was like great to see a member of metallica here at the end which i thought was hilarious <laughs> um so he's he can't be the guy dude like that can't be the guy no. like he's the guy with all the money that's gonna bust in people like bill weld did and, J and gary johnson did in 2016 oh, we have to watch God, out for that no. guy because he's gonna bust people in dude he's got hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend he's gonna bust people into the convention that, that want to be delegates and they're going to vote for him. The problem is, is that now it looks to most people on the outside like Chase and Lars are running together. I don't know if you've noticed that they're sending out mailers that have both of them on there. Do you th do you think if I maybe they are if I told L Lars I would be a delegate for him that he would pay for me to go? Yeah, to the it's convention? possible. All right, everybody who supports me, go tell Lars Mapstead that you support him and you want to be a delegate, but you don't I, have enough money to get there. I might just do that because I don't know how I'm going to pay to go to the, do it, <laughs> to the do convention it. at this point. Uh, hopefully, we'll we're probably driving. The family's probably driving. Okay. So if we if we drive, we're doing of course, I'll take me. you and AJ. 
Huh? So, so well, that's vote for me. Um, funny that you say that. It's funny that you say that, Toads, because I think you know. I think that after this debate, there's a lot more people interested in your candidacy. I believe that. I do. I think you did really. Oh, yeah. I think you did really good in this debate. Uh, a lot of people are saying you won the debate. Of course, I think I won the debate because you know I made some real points that weren't just dropping bombs on people. You made some really good points too. I don't want to take away from you. It was it was um, one all. of us. I, yeah, I was dropping more I, bombs though. I think you came in to drop bombs, and I'm glad that you did. Like I, I, you know, anybody that has is culturally like me and you and my friends and the people that I surround myself with. Of course, we're happy to see what you did. It was hilarious, dude. Um, I think I won on you know on policy yeah. per se, uh, but I think we both kind of had the same answers yeah, in a lot of respects. I think our policy prescriptions are pretty much the yeah, same. Pretty close. <laughs> um, but anyway, so. Uh, but that, you know, if you shouldn't get the nomination, who would you like to see get the nomination? You. Nice. Nice. And I'm yeah. going to start saying Toad. I want to see Toad get it if it's not me. Okay. <laughs> I don't think there's, it's not much of a choice, man. Like, uh, like Rectonwald, I probably agree with him on most things, but he's not inspiring. He's too boring. And everybody else is a total non-starter. Like, well, it's funny, you bring, you, it's funny you bring up the boring thing because we, you know, some of the people in the Mises caucus keep telling us. You know, at my my supporters that are Mises Caucus people are like they keep telling us like forcing it down the throat, saying it doesn't matter if he's boring. Yes, it fucking does. Yes, it, does. So much. it matters so much if you're boring, dude. Like this is this that's the whole thing is like if you're gonna go out and do a fifty state media tour, right? Like like just it, you're just competing it, with maybe the most entertaining man in the world. Yeah, Donald Trump, exactly, dude. Like they, the the right. guy won the presidency because he's entertaining, right? Like he literally came out of not nowhere. He had a lot of money, and people knew who he was from watching him on like Lifestyles of Rich and Famous and shit. And but the like Apprentice, yeah, and the Apprentice. But he was like, yeah, but I, I'm old, so I said Lifestyles of uh, of the Rich and Famous. But anyway, so like, okay, boomer. Yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm almost boomer in. But but the thing is, is like is like, it, you have to compete with that. You want to do a 50 state media tour? You have to be able to like get invited back to some of these things, right? Like, like I'm going back on Timcast for a third time on Monday, right? Like Timcast, you know, some people can scoff at Timcast. It's the third largest alternative media show in the country. It's huge, dude. And I'm, I'm, I'm third. It's my third invite back. Like, and, and, and even if you don't pick me, that's fine. But you do need to understand that, like, you need to have someone that's going to go out and get in the media. That's going to make a, a, a lasting impression on people. And if it's just some guy like reading from his phone, about how we have to wrest power back from the central control of the government. Like, nobody's going to give a shit, dude. Nobody's going to care at all. And I don't care how much you try to say it doesn't matter that he's boring. Yes, it fucking matters that he's boring. It matters so much. He could be right on every issue. He's not, by the way. He's not right on abortion. I don't. He's not a pro-life no, I know candidate. that, yeah. Um, and, and that sucks. You know what I mean? Like, should he get the... I want somebody who's pro-life to get the nomination. Like, staunchly fucking pro-life to, to the max. It's like just I you am. and me, man. Yeah, Nobody I think we're the else. only two, right? We're the only two, I believe, out of any party in the entire United States right now that are staunchly, vehemently pro-life right now, dude. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, dude, I, I want to, you know, I, I like my, I like, that's the thing is like, I, I really didn't like Michael Rechtenwald at all in the first couple months. Like, I, I, I think that he, he embellishes. I think that he has been lied about a lot of things. I think he tries to backtrack on shit very, very clearly on things. I think that he came into this thing thinking that he was going to attack me and started attacking me right away. That's why we fired back. I tried to be nice. I told him, hey, I look forward to seeing you on the campaign trail. He immediately made a post about me on Twitter without me ever even saying a bad thing to him. Um, and so, like, I didn't like the guy. And I've grown to like the guy personally, like traveling around the country. Um, I shake his hands. I met his son. They're not, They're really nice people. Like, I think that Mike's a nice guy. I don't think he's a good candidate. 
I don't think that he's yeah. going to inspire any amount of people outside of our own circles. It'd be like Hans Hermann Hoppe running, right? Like I'd love to see a Hans Hermann Hoppe presidency, right? Or a candidacy. He can't, he's not born here, but um, you know, the vast majority of the people who would be inspired by Hans Hermann Hoppe in a media tour right now today already think like us. There's no doubt about it, dude. And I love, I love Hoppe. Like I love Hoppe. And Maybe. one of the things about like being charismatic and entertaining is not being nice. A, a, a lot of the most entertaining right. people are very impolite people. That's right. that's <laughs> one of the things that drives comedy. Right. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And so if you have this nice, quiet, polite guy, you're not going to draw any, draw any attention. Well, look, we're not going to wrest power, uh, uh, central control power from the federal government by giving people lectures, dude. It's just not going to work. It's not how yeah, it works, no. dude. Or by being kind to them. Yeah, or be, by being kind. I, I want to go in here and call these people nerds and losers and dorks. Like, I literally want to do that. And, and you know, I was hoping to get in this free and equal debate so that I could call these people socialists, you know, and commies in, in person on TV. Like, that's why I was trying to get in there. And you guys don't want to give me the votes to get in there. That's fine. Whatever. Hey, no big yeah, like deal. Chase, like, no, we, we will not put the governors in Guantanamo Bay. The only position that a libertarian should take is to close Guantanamo Bay. I was like, yeah, I want to close it and then, and then reopen it for the, the governors to get well. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll close and it and let like, the people who are in there out now. We'll throw all the governors in there. That's the correct position. Well, later in the debate, he was like, yeah, the, the people that the people, people that were behind the COVID regime, lock them up and throw away the key. Case, what do you yeah. think Gitmo is for? Yeah, that's what, the whole point. What do you think Gitmo is for, buddy? That's the whole point. Yeah, I want to like, lock so them up agree? and throw away the key in Gitmo, a place that a lot of these people that were put in there created. How great is that? Here's a taste of your own medicine. I'm not saying we're going to put them in there and waterboard them. Now, if Toad's in charge, hey, you know, I might, might get weird. That. It might get weird. <laughs> but I'm saying I want to put them, I, you know, and, and maybe it's tongue in cheek. Maybe it's in jest. Maybe it is just some other prison for, you know, these federal pedophiles who I'm going to put in there. But um, I mean it. Like, I, I seriously, I would. If that was what we had, I would, you know, take all these people that are in Guantanamo Bay, put them in actual, like, legit federal prisons where they can have a right. fair trial and not be tortured until, you know, they get their sentence handed down and, and then use that space for these people that imposed the absolute worst tyranny of my lifetime. And maybe ever in the United States for four years on my family, on my friends, on my job, uh, on, you know, I know people who've died because of this, this thing, not just, yeah. not just due yeah. to the vax, but due to the vax and also due to the lockdowns suicide several in friends that have committed suicide broad i mean scale tyranny really bad dude yeah it, like kind of equally distributed tyranny it's 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 probably the worst the united states has seen now yeah yeah unless yeah, you're Jacob focused, Moore, you can Hornberger. talk about fdr's internment camps for the japanese yeah. that that was worse but that was only for a small subsection of the population Unless you're Hornburger and you have no interest in even discussing it whatsoever. <laughs> Which, yeah, that blew my mind. But I, I would also, I would agree with everything that Josh just said, but I, I won't uh, advocate waterboarding them, but I believe my uh, actual uh, policy prescription was to uh, blast Screamo at them. Nice, yeah. Like Infinite the worst life. Screamo. Like, oh, not yes. the worst Screamo, like the Screamo that I think's the best, but the kind that normal people can't stand, like like old school page 99 and you and I, like the shit from like the late 80s, early 90s, that's just like, you can't make out a single word being said. Oh, that'd be great, yeah. dude. I'd love to do that. A singular yeah. insane clown posse song on a repeat. Oh, all time. miracles, dude. The whole time. Magnets. How the fuck do they work? <laughs> that would be hilarious, dude. 
That or the one where he talks about dipping his nuts in her macaroni. That'd be good too. That's from I, the Great Malenko. I, I don't know heard. much about them, but I, yeah, I don't. I don't know much about them. Uh, Matt, there's a there's a guy in the chat named Matt throwing two dollar super chats. Thanks, dude, for two dollars two two dollar super chats. Yeah, he said, is that the guy who's in love with us, especially in love? I don't with know. It's the, is it Toad, that Matt? He says Toad getting chucked real time. Toad is on his knees for Josh. Suck it, Toad. He might. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, somebody said that it's gay that I saying POTUS like it's a real word. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I do that sometimes. It's it's easier than saying President of the United States. I don't know. You could just say President. My cousin, I used to not say that, um, Mike, but yeah, I guess I could. Well, presidential debate. I, I say POTUS debate a lot. Oh, um, okay. Fair that's enough. when I, that's typically when I use it. Um, my cousin, who I respect more than anything, in fact, the person who got me to these ideals originally, one of the people, uh, my cousin, Chris Diamond, who uh, now lives in Thailand, but um, with his wife there, but uh, uh, really. With his wife in Thailand? No, it's really his wife. In I, Thailand. I know. That lives in Thailand. Don't well, be, a, don't be a fucking dick, dude. No, don't be a dick. You know the stereotype about Thailand. Thailand, right? Yeah. No, it's not a it's not a dude. Okay, <laughs> I think I don't even think she's from Thailand. I think okay. she's from another Asian country. But uh, my cousin Chris is the coolest dude in the world. Okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> she's one, one of those of lady guys. boys you just hasn't found out yet. <laughs> no, literally one of the coolest dudes in the whole world. Shut shut your fucking mouth, dude. I'll fight you both. Okay. Uh, no, he's no he uh he he used to do he used to go uh be online at the name the perturbed patriot and he used to do the liberty minute which was like a minute rant and it actually got pretty popular and he his little like rants and his stuff is like how i kind of got to these ideas it was like kind of a big segue for me I lived with in georgia with them when i was 10 that's the people that i went and had uh, dinner with when i was in georgia where his parents aunt and uncle who i love to death um auntie m and uncle mike um and so uh, he always said POTUS and I've just, I've always, I don't know why I've just always latched onto that. Now I'm running for president and I say it all the time. I get it. It's gay, dude. It's fine. I'll, I'll survive. Definitely gay. Um, so let's move on to Mike Tremont. What do you think about Mike Tremont, dude? I don't think about him at all. Here's the thing I about mean, Tremont. He's I a actually, cop. I mean, I don't trust him. Yeah. I actually really like Mike Tremont and I, I like Mike. let me, let me, let me talk. We've had him in the house. He came over and had dinner mm -hmm. with my, my family and, and sat down to go here. I actually yeah. really like Mike Tremont. You invited a fed into your house. What's up with that? Well, he wasn't a fed. He was a sheriff, but, um, but anyway, so, uh, so I actually really like Tremont. Um, but someone pointed out to me rightly, rightly so this weekend that in every debate, he always agrees with me and then doesn't really add anything to what I had just said. He just kind of says the same thing yeah. over and over again. I, and, I, and I didn't realize it until I went back and watched the debate. There's even a section, a section there where he's like, and listen, I think Josh did a really good job of getting us to the five yard yeah. line, but I'm going to get us over the, over the uh, goal line. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, he really does do that. Like every debate, dude, he doesn't. We he don't attack you. He vultures you. He like literally agrees with. He always says, "I agree with my friend Josh here." Like constantly, over and over <laughs> and over again. And I'm like, I'm like, this is pretty wild, dude. I never noticed that happening until until now. If you go back and watch the Iowa debate, all four of you was basically just like, "Yeah, I agree with everybody else here," and here's why. Well, I don't agree with Chase on a lot of stuff, obviously, and and I think I went into this debate. Um, headstrong thinking this this has to be the time where I go full bore attack right like because I was taking it easy like I you know I, I I got a little into some stuff in the Florida debate but it's like as you learn about the candidates of course there's more things you want to talk about but like I res I always respected Hornberger for the you know the work that he's done in the in the movement 
Um, you know, and, and I think I even to some extent like had some respect for Chase because he's been fucking like traveling all over the country for like a year and a half, really, really working his ass off on this campaign. That just makes me think he's more yeah. of a loser because what, okay. what is he's, he getting out of it? He's running a good campaign. And the the thing that I will applaud him for dropped a lot of the identity politics stuff. Yeah. He doesn't constantly bring up that he's gay. Well, he does. And he did it several he, times in the he, debate. Uh, it might come I, as a surprise to from, you, but I'm a gay what man. I think, <laughs> his existence. Yeah, we're all shocked. Yeah, I, I, I haven't. I, I, I haven't so watched the last me, twenty minutes of the debate, but he he's only brought it up once at that point. The Iowa debate, he didn't bring it up. Okay, let, let me let me ask you a question, Ryan. How many times in any of the debates that you've watched me be in have you heard me bring up the fact that I'm a straight man? You, I mean, you've mentioned your wife and kids. No, no. How many times have I row? said, this might come as a surprise to you, but as a straight man, how many times? Like, you haven't said now, it Now that you, you hear it, listen, listen now that you hear it in that context, do you hear how fucking stupid it is when you do it in politics? Like, no one gives a shit about, no one gives a shit yeah. about what your sexual preferences are. Yes, I'm going to talk about my family, and he talks all the time about his nephews and his brothers and his grandfather. Trust me, I've heard the same canned speeches over and over and over. He, it's literally verbatim, dude. He wrote these out and say, says them yeah. into a mirror, bro. Like, I promise you. But never once have I said, as a dude that likes to fuck women, okay? I've never once said, as the resident... You should, uh, actually. As the, I know, huh? As the resident, you know, straight guy... The resident heterosexual. As the resident hetero guy, as the resident cisgender guy. Like, have you ever heard me say any of that shit? No, because it's fucking stupid in the context of politics. No one gives a fuck if you're gay, except for, you know, the very small minority of gay people that are on the left. That's it. No, and, even and the gay I, people I, on the right don't give a fuck, dude. No, I do care. I, I will not. I don't trust anybody to be the presidential nominee who likes to take it in the ass. Oh, Jesus. Of course you don't. Sodomy's bad, guys. Don't do it. Yeah. Was no, I'd uh, destroy those bottom. people for a reason. Chase is a bottom, dude. There's no doubt. He's I don't have I don't have to I don't have to I don't have to guess. That's it's pretty clear. <laughs> I called him a twink and he's like, Yeah, that's not offensive at all. I'm like, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> a, a like a tough top would have been like, That's that's fucked up. You called me a twink, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not not Chase. Chase oh, like, you, know, no, I'm not man, you know what a yeah, a gay man who's a top, you can identify them because they're usually like jacked and shit. Are they? You know a lot of tops? Yeah. yeah. I like to be well, domed by them, I, obviously. I have a gay brother and uh, his husband. Uh, both of them are overweight and, uh, yeah, no no idea who, who's what in that relationship, and I don't want to know. No. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> think about the physics of that at all. Yeah. Okay, conspiracy extremist. Thank you uh, for the two dollars super chat. Oh, he dude. said, Nor "Normalize calling the other candidates gay." Yeah, hey, yes. Toad, you're gay. All right. Yeah, uh, to to Toad will do that. Toad will be the guy that does that. Yeah, I Toad probably already did. I think I'm I pretty sure did. you have several times. Oh, <laughs> look at hey, Polpo's in the chat, dude. I seen him post about you earlier. Fuck it, let's go. Yeah, what happened with uh, Polpo? He's I, I haven't blocked. I don't even know half the shit he said, but I know he's comparing me to Vermin Supreme as if there's any comparison at all. That guy's a fucking commie. Who? Vermin Supreme. 
He's worse than a commie. He's a smelly commie, too. I've been around him. He stinks like a motherfucker, dude. Well, they all smell. Yeah, it's bad, dude. Um, all right, so let's move on. Who who next? Uh, we, we talked about Tremont. We talked about Hornberger. We talked about Mapstead. We talked about Chase. Uh, and we, we talked, talked about, about and Wall. I think it. we got them all. Yeah. We should talk about this Josh Smith guy. What's up? Yeah. What, what, did, what did you think well, about what Josh? What did you think about <laughs> Joshua Smith's uh, performance in the Libertarian Party of Georgia debate, Toad? I, I thought it was a decent performance. I agree with him uh, on pretty much everything. I think everything that he said, I like that he really pissed off Chase. I just think that he didn't like take it to that next level and go over the top with it like Toad did. Yeah. It's because I'm not nearly as gay. That's why. Oh, uh, is that why? Yeah. His, his powers were suppressed by his shoes. You're holding uh, back, Josh. I, like, I went into it just being like, I don't give a fuck about this. And I'm like looking at everybody on stage, including you, and being like, all these people are losers. So I don't yeah. give a fuck about this. I'm except, that, <laughs> except that you know I'm not a loser, buddy. Because I've already uh, won it. I've already won at life. That's the thing. Like, you can call my party a bunch true. of losers all you want, mm-hmm. but I'm already winning at life, dude. Like, I got seven kids and everything's good. Yeah. And the ha- I got the house and the, you know, we, we, we have a great family and my kids are very, we're doing great things and sports and school. Like, I'm already living the dream, dude. So when people are like, you're a loser, I'm like, whatever. I don't give a fuck. However, like, it doesn't uh, bother me at all. You were talking about sleeping on my couch, but you were sleeping on uh, the couch at the Airbnb that we had there. And, you might be possessed by demons. Yeah, bro. I snore like, like a motherfucker, dude. You Real snore bad. horribly, and then there was that. I didn't witness this, but uh, Raisin, I think, witnessed this. By the way, Raisin is his name because he has one testicle, and it's one like shriveled thing that looks like a raisin. I think. I think that's the reasoning for his nickname being that now. Uh, he witnessed you. I think being in some state where you were not awake, but your eyes were open, and you were like a completely different person. So you were like somehow like functional in a way, but you weren't actually awake. But I think you were like possessed or something. Oh, you're talking. So you're talking about uh, uh, Raven. Raisin saw me. Yeah, he he saw you in that state. I did not. Yeah. Well, he took a video of me and posted it to Twitter as well of me snoring. Well, I listen. I've had my nose broken like eleven True. times, dude. It's so fucked up. It doesn't work at all. You can actually see it, like the lines coming off of it, and uh, you can see my eye where this bone was broken right next to my nose. I mean. My nose has been absolutely decimated, um, and, uh, and not very uh, presidential. Not very worthy of a president. It does not work very well, especially you know you I'm guys. Sleeping. You guys want a president with a really nice, uh, immaculate nose like me. Yeah, that's a that's look at that fucking thing. That's beautiful, dude. Yeah. And those feet, those yeah. amazing. I, I don't know what, feet. I did not I wanna, really think I anything make a of my reference, feet. but nobody will get it. What is uh, it? Mr. Polpo said, "No, he he said uh, he said you're vermin supreme pizza." <laughs> I don't, you know, I, dude, it's Polpo, bro. Why? Listen, I'm I don't not I sure don't understand why people have problems with Polpo. He's fucking hilarious, dude. If you like, take his trolling for what it is. It's fucking hilarious, dude. It's funny. I understand what it is. I I don't find him to be funny. Oh man, I love it, dude. I've had him on the show a few times. I, he's hilarious. I think at this point he's kind of just a jealous faggot. Oh. He's <laughs> Oh, I know you heard that one, Paul. Paul. He's gonna. He did put, make a post about you earlier. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I saw the screenshot of you had him blocked, and he said something that was. Yeah, that sucks for him. Oh, oh, he was. I know which post you're talking about. It it was the one like careful who you surround yourself with, and it was about the the uh, two people that got arrested for CP. No, I don't. Oh think, yeah, the, I didn't yeah, see yeah, that. The, yeah. Those two trannies. Yeah, and he and he. Uh, 
He put me and Clint on it instead. Yeah. Oh, I shit. thought that was funny. Fair. I see. I see. Uh, I don't think you guys are, are that. Uh, not, not, with, not with the way that this uh, community reacts to everything. Yeah, no shit, dude. It does get really crazy out there. Uh, Level Zero, thanks for being a member for 27 months, dude. Oh, yeah. You might be one of the longest members. Definitely, yeah. You're definitely one of the longest members. I don't know if you're the longest member, but you're definitely one of He says, Josh and Toad ticket is what we need. Good cop, bad cop. The entire election season, I'm bare feet in bare feet. Wait a minute. Which one My of us bad is the bad cop? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out which one of us is the bad cop and which one. Of, we're both fucking assholes, dude. It's probably me. I don't know. I was yeah, I'm not sure he's thinking asshole. you're the Care bad Mod cop. is the bad cop. Who? Dude, during during that debate. Yeah, he Termod is every cop. But during that debate, Josh was like, I still have like a lot of respect for Hornberger. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you, you did say that too. You legitimately I don't have a lot of respect for you, Hornberger. That's what you said. That was fucking hilarious, dude. I was like, damn, dude. And the crowd was like, ooh. <laughs> I still think that the sundowning comment. Yeah, I, I told top. I told him that he needed to uh, return to his home. Like there was the that one. There was another. There was something else you said too, and I don't remember what it was. That, but that was, I think the sundowning one was the top. I mean, I think that was the best. Uh, in the closing statement or whatever, I called him like a perennial loser because oh. I said he was he was in like every LP primary election cycle and just lost every time, something like that. He lost to Joe Jorgensen. Let that one sink yeah. in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Twice, I think. Two times. Well, well no. it would have been Gary Johnson before that. No, no, no. He ran in. He ran in two thousand um, when she was the vice presidential candidate. He ran for. Um, oh, yeah. I yeah. think he ran for president and lost to Harry Brown. Oh, I think that's what it was. But he, but she was hmm. the vice presidential candidate for Harry Brown. Okay, so, I was five. So she lost to two tickets <laughs> that he that that or he lost to two tickets that Joe Jorgensen was on at least. Yeah, and I think she ran like in the nineties, I think too, and he might have lost ninety six then to him. Ninety six and two thousand. Maybe she was the was she the maybe she's the vice presidential candidate in ninety six and not two thousand. And he was in ninety six as well, the presidential candidate. It was one of those. Possibly. I don't remember exactly. Anyways, uh, so the debate was gay, very gay. Mm, yeah, that uh, was mostly just a result of Toad and Chase. Well, and and there was a couple yeah. in the audience too, and 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 somebody got really mad at me because um, there's a guy online saying, look, listen, you can hear the crowd is really upset about all this COVID vaccine talk. You can tell that they're just done with it. The guy even screams, enough about the goddamn vax, right? That's because he is vax, and he was pissed yeah. that one of the questions asked all the candidates uh, are if you vax, they are right? vaxxed. Yeah. Well, I which think is a, a, it's a fair question, dude, because like ch with Chase, like which I think I pointed out, it means that you, you fell for that, even though you're trying to run for the party who is like you're the party represents distrust of government but you trusted them enough to get that vaccine like a year into that shit like if you didn't identify that shit right away and you've been a libertarian or claimed to be a libertarian for that long period of time like what the fuck is wrong with you dude you my triggering of chase I, was, was just about that because he came he came out and said yes i got the vaccine because i trusted my doctor and because i have an immunocompromised mother the medical like, establishment. Yeah. yeah, he said. He said. He said. My my immuno. I care about my immuno uh, compromised mother, and I didn't want her to die. And I uh, I got <laughs> back around heartstrings. Yeah, I got back around to me, and I'm, I've been following Chase on Facebook, his personal Facebook, for about four or five years. Okay, and mm. I remember clearly the posts that he made on Twitter and his personal profile. Yeah. Um, I probably actually have them screenshotted now Dude, he virtue so. signaled about getting the vax and yeah, i called he, him on it and he blocked me for it do you remember when i do you remember when i said in, in the debate when i said he he was advocating for the fauci ouchie and he's like i didn't call it the fauci ouchie 
<laughs> you saw that debate, but yeah, anyway, so he, so I called him out on did. it. I said, I said, I very clearly clearly remember two summers ago you making a post saying very clearly that you would be getting the shot because you were tired of being locked down because you would lock you would actually lock yourself down for a year or whatever, and you were but getting the bitch. shot so that you could go out and live your life. Those were his exact yeah, I, words. I remember him saying that. You're right. Nothing, I do remember that. Nothing at all about I got. I got duped into this because I have an immunocompromised mother. No, you got duped into it because you actually followed all this shit and locked yourself down. And then you advocated for other people to get this poisonous fucking gene therapy. Okay. Right. Uh, be so that, so that you could go out and live your life, dude. Like you're not equipped to deal with the propaganda of the state. You're not equipped to be the presidential right. candidate. That's going up against the state. I'm sorry. Yeah, period. He, he's over. only taking this position now that I was duped or whatever. That's the position he's taking now. Now that it's like, okay to take that position. Like he, he was certainly not doing that when it was even like remotely not okay to be saying that. Like, Oh, bro, like, hold, I, on. I, I hold got... on, hold on, hold on, hold Pol on. Popo is just roasting you in the chat. Dude. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Toad, but he said something kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. He said Toad only showed up because he thought the guy's name was Chase Olives. I, it was yeah, the dumbest, I'm... funniest joke, dude. Come on. Uh, like, like, I got the I'm going to fix you and Popo. I'm, I'm going to fix I, you guys. I'm, I'm Italian, so that's true. It does make... Are you Italian? Yeah. I didn't know you were Italian. Yeah. I like some olives. I, I got the vax, but I was... Fully prepared to lose my job over the the requirement because in nowhere in my contract does it say that I am under any obligation to show you any part of my medical history, right? And you you can fuck right off with that. Yeah. And yeah. given the circumstances that I got the vaccine under, I would do it again in a heartbeat because I it it was to my my the best man in my wedding, my brother. Had had his first child. She had to have surgery. Uh, very young. It was. I got the vaccine about the first week or so that it it was available because they were they were being abundantly cautious with their you know vulnerable first child in a town where they were locked down and uh, away from family. And I went to visit them to help. Uh, restore some of their sanity because they were out in Nebraska away from any family hadn't really had anyone over and they were like we're we don't want to take any chances and I said yeah I I'm I am glad to assume that risk even if it doesn't do anything to protect my we don't need 20 minutes of you justifying why you fell for the propaganda, bro. It's okay. Yeah, no, it's just, I don't know. It's, like, it's like, ridiculous. I, I, honestly. I'm going to value family over liberty. Honestly, bro. I get it, dude. I get it. Like, that's I how it. I am. I, I don't run for president. I get value in family. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I get value in family. But yeah, I mean, the the propaganda was insane and none of it was, was true. Like, uh, very young people were not susceptible to the virus whatsoever. Uh, of course, we know uh, the dangers of the vaccine. And it it was about two to three weeks after that that start that's the truth about it really started to come out about stuff. Mm -hmm. But when it, when I got it, there was there was virtually no information. This is all the information you needed. They rushed that vaccine out in less than six months, bro. When it comes to trial processes of all vaccines in the United States, 
the the minimum is like a three year period, bro. Okay, yeah. there was no long term safety and 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 efficacy data or efficiency data at all. Zero, zero. Okay, if you know anything about, but they banked on people not knowing about trial processes, not knowing about emergency authorization acts, not knowing about you know mandates and all these things that they're throwing at you. So I get that some people fell for it, but you still fell for the propaganda at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, that's dude. what it was. And I, because there's I, no way that millions of people died to COVID. If my two-year-old got COVID and he had a fever for 24 hours, bro. I'm telling you right now, the flu has killed more people. I know it. Yeah. I know it for a fact. Well, the, the flu like yeah. disappeared for a two and a half year period. Which yeah, is which very suspicious. Yeah, very suspicious, but, of course. Uh, I was I was proud. I'm proud of. I will always be proud of the fact that I have tweets from April of 2020. Yeah. Going against the COVID regime. I mean, April I do too. of 2020. Like, I don't the even know why, why I took to Twitter was yeah, like right around that time. During I don't know. I, so I don't know that it. there's I don't know that we even knew that COVID was here yet in April of 2020. Yeah. And I was already rally, rallying against lockdowns, bro. Yeah, I know. I think it was I think it was like the beginning we of March. We got locked down in um, March. In March, we got yeah. locked down. I remember I, like February, like the it was like escalating. And I'm like, I was already because I was a libertarian for a while by then. And I was just thinking like, this is bad. Like, this is like uh, like SARS all over again. Basically, I was like, this is all going to be bullshit. I was like, arguing we with good friends fall for this shit. Good friends. I was arguing with good friends and libertarians and, and people who, for all intents and purposes, should have been absolutely against this stuff right away. And it totally cucked them to an, an entire regime of propaganda, bro. Like cucked forever, mm -hmm. forever cucked. They will never come back from that. I'll never trust their judgment in politics ever again. And 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 that was probably the thing about Hornberger in this debate that was so bad for Clint and I, especially because Clint was one of the only other accounts that I knew back then that was that was railing against the shit back when he was like an an anon account, right? Like nobody even knew who the fuck he was. I and was man. No, I didn't, didn't follow you. Didn't you know, in you didn't know me back. Then, yeah, I didn't yeah. follow you yet. Um, so like, so like, I I I've just watched so many people cuck to this regime, dude, and like I want those people, like not those people, like the people that have been you know, duped by propaganda, but I want the people that tried to set out to dupe my friends and family and community and hurt people and rest this global, global control. I want them all punished, bro. And like, if you think yeah. that makes me not libertarian, good. Fuck you. I don't care. Like, I don't give a shit if that, if that makes you think I'm not libertarian, it makes Fine. you as libertarian as possible. And I'm kind of wondering like what, uh, Rechtenwald's uh, like kind of vaccine story is. Cause we know that all the rest of the guys uh, on that stage there are vaxxed. Mike wouldn't uh, even Termat admit is. it, but you, I, I leaned know, over. He, you know he is. You know I he leaned, is, well, but... I leaned over to Termat during the debate because he made a post about getting the vax. Yeah. I seen his post about getting the vax, and, and anybody who's refusing to answer that question, that's already the, they're, listen, they're answering listen, yes if listen, they're refusing. The first thing I did every single time someone has announced for president, or any time that somebody was any of the presidential candidates were running before me. No, I immediately went to their social media pages and searched Ooh, that's, that's for COVID. Too, yeah. I searched for lockdowns. I searched for masks. I searched for mandates. I searched for Good coronavirus. Idea. I searched for all of these keywords, dude. Okay. Because I wanted to know. Because if you weren't against the COVID regime three years ago, you're disqualified. In my opinion, disqualified, although, done. Although for me, I think a lot of my old tweets are deleted because I had to go, like, I'm trying to avoid the ban hammer here. So I've done a lot of the uh, tweet deletion stuff. I know Clint has done a bunch of that too. But dude, like uh, you and I, are the, we're the only two that really like, we really pushed back on the vaccine regime, like while it was happening. Like I know you 
uh, like you went up against it to such a degree that you organized like your uh, coworkers to all go up against it, right? Yes. Like, yep, yep. You basically we, had like a walk. They out ended of your job. our mandate. They ended our our job mandate the day before we were all going to walk out of the building. Yes, I organized yeah. everybody in my building not to take it. it. I saved those people's lives, I believe. Yeah, and yeah. for me, I was I was the only. I'm pretty sure I'm the only person in my entire company who w stood against it. I was just the lone person standing against it. there was no way that i was going to be able to organize a bunch of people in boston uh to be on my side with this so i just was like i have to look out for myself here i can't take this vaccine i have health issues as well i can't do it so i pushed back against it as much as i could they like rejected my uh uh well i couldn't even get a medical exemption because uh, my doctors are fucked as well you can't trust the medical establishment dude like my pcp refused to even uh like discuss medical exemptions at all like i couldn't even get them on the phone and then like i have a like a neurologist as well who's a stroke specialist because i had a stroke in 2011 and he basically was like i'm not going to give you a vaccine a vaccine exemption he's like i think you should get it i'm like really like you know my medical history like fuck that so i went the religious exemption route that got rejected uh by my job and then i was just like i was prepared to get fired basically i'm just like i'm just gonna push it out as much as possible like they were i believe they mandated it whenever the biden mandate came in and my company's not even 100 people but they still instituted because you know that's what happens with government even if you're not uh a company of uh that size like even if you're like a, in the middle there like 50 60 people whatever a lot of these companies are still going to mandate it uh, I had to get it by, I think uh, it was October, what, 2021, maybe. I just kept pushing it off. I didn't do it. The deadline passed, and I'm like, are they going to fire me? I don't know. No, they didn't. I, I just kept working from home. I guess they, like, realized they also like, couldn't afford to lose me or whatever. And then when the mandate got uh, struck down by whatever federal court that was, I think in February 2022, it was like none of it even had happened at all. And they were just like, come back to the office. And I was like, this is insane. And they just pretended like none of that ever even happened. It was so crazy. And even, uh, Josh, when you were visiting me, we were like going out to the bars and stuff. In, yeah, uh, put a, you never saw me with a fucking mask on, that's for sure. No, no, no. But in uh, that was in like December uh, 2021, right? So that was during the period of time where I was banned from my office. Actually, yes, initially, you had to work from home. They were making you work from home, yeah, I remember. I got yeah. banned from the office initially for not wearing a mask. Uh, the yep. building uh, deactivated my like security card and didn't even tell me just because they saw me not wearing a mask in this gigantic lobby, not even close to anybody. So during that period of time where I was banned from the office, I think it was for both reasons at that point for not uh, masking and not getting the vax. Uh, you were over here. I was working from home, but then we were just like going to all these crowded bars and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not allowed to be in the office, but I could like run into my coworkers at this bar at the same time and be even closer to them. It's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Kiwi man, thanks for a $10 super chat, man. I appreciate you. He said, careful, Hornberger's going to start calling y'all far right McCarthyist like his hour long rants about Clint. And then he, in, uh, in, uh, it's a compliment. Paren in parentheses, he said the libertarian Dash Dabrowski. Uh, and then signed <laughs> signed Pulpo, <laughs> yeah. calling us calling us right wing uh, McCarthyites is a compliment. Yeah, I'm like I'm like he's like you guys are right wing extreme McCarthyites. I'm like oh is that was I supposed to be yeah was I supposed, supposed to, to be like communist? Am I supposed to be a leftist? Like what yeah, are you talking about? Uh, McCarthy didn't go far enough, buddy. Look look around you. I just let me gesture like gesture vaguely. Look around you. <laughs> He didn't go far enough, dude. Look look around you. Look at your children's schools. Look at the local library, dude. Go to the church up the street from your house that has a rainbow flag fucking hanging from the window, dude. Like, 
He didn't go far enough. Sorry. They have completely yeah. infiltrated everything. Everything. Your, Every institution, your religious yeah. institutions, your, Christi your Christian institutions have been taken over by communists. Are you going to continue to let this happen? Or are you yeah, going like, to say, okay, maybe McCarthy was right? At what yeah, point the, do you say, maybe McCarthy was right? The, the, the big the, churches in Boston, will they fly like tranny flags. They fly uh, the Ukraine flag. And then like during the... Even after the COVID shit was over, they still like the Trinity Church in uh, Copley uh, Square there in Boston had like signs on the door still that uh, were like, uh, like, wear a mask, help your neighbor or whatever, like be kind to your neighbor, wear a mask. Like, this is so fucking bad. Totally um, subverted. The messy, the messy. Uh, thanks for the five, five, six uh, super chat. Your first super chat. He said, uh, will you be at the North Carolina presidential debate? I don't know. Um, we are working on that now. Um, I would like to be there, but uh, it's kind of short time. And I don't know. I can't, I cannot give a, a confident yes to that question yet. I would like to be able to, but I can't, I, I may, I may not. Um, so uh, I'm, I don't want yeah. them to like base anything that they're doing around me showing up, unfortunately. Um, and then Andy uh, made, why can't I see that? Never see the damn full that it does. Maidman, uh, he said he got the vax because he figured the army already gave me so much crap. How much worse could it be? And that's funny you say that. Ooh. I'm actually vax injured from the uh, anthrax vaccine. I have uh, alopecia and some other uh, immune no issues because of the yeah. anthrax vaccine. And there was a huge, the funniest part about that is there was a huge class action lawsuit against the Department of Defense over that specific vaccine. And it was thrown out of court. Huge. So many people have been injured by the anthrax vaccine. So many fucking people. And they threw it out. They threw the whole case out, dude. It's really crazy what happens when the Department of Justice oversees something bad that the Department of Defense does because it usually gets thrown out, unfortunately. Wait, you mean checks and balances don't exist? What? No. Yeah, it, absolutely not. Well, they, they exist. They just didn't account for the fact that everyone was going to be a raging sociopath. <laughs> um all right cool. so we've kind of covered the debate here Rectonwald, boring hornberger fucking way out of touch way out of touch lars mapstead is an absolute fucking degenerate who cultivated yeah. who but, cultivated but Josh, shut up shut up ryan shut up <laughs> fuck don't make me go all timcast here dude stop cutting me off uh fuck, dude uh uh, we got Lars Mapstead is an absolute degenerate who actually created the OnlyFans culture that you see today. Mike Tremont, nice guy. I like him. He'd be fun to he'd be fun to have a drink with. I don't know what else to say about him. I don't think he's wrong about a lot of his policies. Most of he's right. I don't think he's a truly pro life candidate. That's a knock for me. He's wrong on immigration. If I, I think recall. he's wrong on immigration. He's he wants a, he he's not he's not open borders, but he's not closed borders. He's not like he's not like prison type borders. He's like a Ellis Island style guy, which I don't. He's just, a very milk I'm toast. Not, yeah. I'm not mad about that. Yeah, either. he's he's not boring, but he's not the beacon of charisma or anything. Are are God, you just going to get upset? No, I just want to go. I talk. No, I just want to go through the presidential list here so we can get on the so, next topic. But it's We're already over an hour. It's an hour when I do it. No, I trust me. I'm going to start getting on Toad's ass too. He knows it. Listen, okay. We and got my feet. Uh, yeah, and his feet. <laughs> we got Toad, who's an in real life shit poster. I mean, you, he actually showed up and shit posted on camera in real life, which is pretty savage. Um, who else? Who am I? Oh, we have Chase. He's gay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. He's a twink. He's a twink. Uh, I think Chase actually has some good policy prescriptions too, but he's really wrong on a lot of things. And I think that he's yeah. hypocritical when it comes to uh, freedom of association. Uh, and I think that he really got triggered when I brought that up. Um, and then, of course, you have me, your clear front runner and winner. So I appreciated that debate. It was a fun debate.
And Chase, for uh, good for his sake, I guess, that we did not really get into the uh, transing children issue or drag queens during that yeah. debate because he's those are some of his worst. He issues. would have been even more triggered. We should have find, found a way to segue into that from the COVID yeah. and Equality Rights Act thing. That would have been hilarious. All right, anyways, so moving on to RFK Jr., uh, this is crazy to me. I want to. I really want to talk about a little bit about this with you guys specifically, and I want people to know what I've been saying. Him liking um, the ass. So yeah. Well, no. Fuck. <laughs> listen, I I've been I've been shit posting about RFK all day today because he uh, apparently in 2022 his TikTok account uh, posted on a on a big ass on TikTok. The yeah, very nice or whatever. Hard eyes. Well, he came Who out. Hasn't done that. Yeah, he came out today. He came out today and said actually that was his. Uh, his uh, social media manager's old account, but they wanted to do live streaming when he became a presidential candidate, so he oh, he took over that ca- that account. Same argument that Rec was using for all of his prior tweets, by the way, when he came into the fucking yeah. to the debate uh, to this re- this race. Uh, but that's not what's important to me right now. I, he, you know, the fact that he blamed it on a black dude on the first day of uh, of Black History Month. Hey, whatever Please. you can think what you want. Well, um, but here, here's the here's the thing. It is a good excuse at least because you know uh, the black men like those huge asses. Yeah, me too. Uh, anyway, so uh, so here's the thing, dude. Um, RFK is softening up libertarians right now. And I know that some people might be like, what are you talking about? But there's this, this national conversation around libertarian circles about what if RFK were to run as a libertarian? It's been brought up in the, in the, the mainstream media several times, even with him. As, and he said, you know, I've talked to the chairman, uh, woman, the chairwoman of the libertarian party. It's a possibility we would have b- ballot access. We'd be able to be on all, ba- on the, all ballots across the country, this and that and this and that. Now, the vast majority of libertarians, when they hear this, go, ha ha. Fuck that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was really good on medical. He's a medical malpractice lawyer, dude. That's what he does. Okay. Yeah. So he's he was been, really good on on that issue. He was good on the COVID vaccine issue, but it wasn't. And I need people to understand this. And it wasn't just that he was like fuck this regime. It was that he was like coming from the medical malpractice world where he was like, well, this was rushed and there could be an issue here. He said specifically several times, if this thing had gone through all the trials and could show that it wasn't hurting people, I'd have no problem with it at all. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the regime that he had a problem with. It was the the mm. rush of the, the vaccine. But anyways, so he's good on this issue, this medical, this medical freedom issue. He's been really good on this medical freedom issue. He's a fucking eco-fascist entirely to the point of where he wants businesses shut down and thrown out of the market if they don't comply with climate change agenda. Okay. He said this repeatedly. He's a socialist monetary guy. He's a fucking old school Democrat, dude. He said how he said we need to use government backed bonds to bail out the housing crisis, dude. Like, like, holy shit. Why hasn't anyone else ever thought about that in the United States before? Oh, uh, maybe every fucking president in history has already done this. And that's why we're in the situation we're in today. He was not good on alternative currencies. He he went. I I listened to him on a three and a half hour uh, Bitcoin space with some of the biggest Bitcoin names. He had no fucking clue what he was talking about. He was very clearly just trying to appease the people on that call. In 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 retrospect, I did one for three hours and I was able to talk about all the things that I knew about and it was important to me and the and the alternative currency community. And I think I did very well. I think Bitcoin is still the way forward when it comes to to currency. I know some people call me a nerd, whatever. I don't care. I believe that that's a way to. To, to opt out of the federal uh, uh, central banking system. He's yeah. terrible on guns. Now, this is a fucking do or die issue for me. Okay, If you aren't a, 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 an extremist when it comes to the Second Amendment, I don't want you in office. I want you out. I want every, I want every single Republican that's not an extremist on the 2A 
primaried. If they can't be primaried, I want a libertarian to run against them that is, okay? And I mean that. So, so it's a no for me, dog, right? But I've been seeing some, some, some names you might recognize softening up uh, an RFK run. Okay. And I'm going to name I'm softening up right hearing now. about this. Yeah, we're all getting soft hearing about an RFK run. Um, but I do I do want to. Uh, he's I do, also a Zionist, which you didn't mention. Yeah, he's all, oh yeah. And he's, and he's been bad on the Israel thing, right? He's like, he went from, oh, I'm an anti-war guy to, we must decimate the Palestinians, right? Okay. So, but this is funny. This is going to be really funny to some people on here right now. And this might make some people mad. And I don't give a fuck. I don't care if it makes you mad. Okay. I have seen with my own eyes the chair of the Mises Caucus, Michael Heiss. I have seen with my own eyes the chair of the Libertarian National Committee, Angela McArdle, with my own eyes in private channels. And, I've, and I heard it in public tonight on Dave Casey, Dave vs. Goliath show, who I respect even though we're not happy with each other right now. You're allowed to say this now. I don't give, I don't give a fuck. Okay. They are fucking softening up caucus members to an RFK run. Softening up the caucus, yeah. And I don't mean in a in a let's all go flaccid and not vote for RFK. I mean in a listen, we all know that we're not going to do very well in the presidential election this year. So why don't we rent the party out to no. RFK Jr. so that we can get ballot access and money and donors and all this stuff, right? The funniest thing in the world to me as a guy who came in in 2016 to to oppose this bullshit with Gary Johnson and Bill Weld. Yeah, this is the same thing as Bill Weld. This is what we did. This is why we came here. This was the whole fucking mission was to get away from this shit. And now I'm watching you you do the same thing. Fuck you. Dude, it, dude it's this is uh, the nature of political parties. Like it becomes this whole thing. Like we need to do this to win. So you, you just kind of uh, you get away from your principles in order to win. I think that's what's going on here. Even though I have praised RFK for uh, some of his uh, stances on uh, the COVID shit, uh, but yeah, he should not be. Uh, obviously, he should not be uh, representing representing the Libertarian Party. He's obviously not a Libertarian. Far from it. I think. For our purposes, he would be much better served. I wanted him to stay in the Democratic race, too, because at least in the uh, Democratic Party, he can push the Overton window like in a better direction over there, uh, potentially. Like that is where he's best served. Well, he should I, not be, this isn't even about uh, RFK to me. Like I, I anywhere. I, near I don't think LP. we can be. I don't think RFK can get our nomination unless unless they soften it up for these fucking people who came in to oppose this same kind of bullshit, dude. This is literally why we're here. And I and I and, and I could read screenshots and all that shit. I'm not going to do that. I could read screenshots of where it's it's being talked about by by these these figureheads of the caucus that got started to oppose this exact bullshit, okay? Mm -hmm. That yeah. pisses me the fuck off, dude. Like nothing nothing that has happened over the last 2 years has made me more mad than seeing that shit. And and it's because the real sacrifice, the real shit that we all put in, the real the time, the money, the effort, the the giant amount of fucking people it took to to wrestle this party away from the people who would have been totally cool with that. Mm -hmm. We'll all be so fucking burned that the walk away, you'll have the same thing that started in 2016 where Gary Johnson and Bill Weld brought in all of these great great donors and and party members and people ready to work the streets and campaigns, but they were all 
under some illusion that the Libertarian Party stood for progressive values. And we don't. We don't stand no. for progressive values. The progressive the opposite, era, really. the progressive era was a mistake and must be fucking repealed immediately. Yeah. Okay. Read Rothbard's book about it. That is the libertarian stance on the progressive era. Almost yes. every policy that came out of the progressive era was tyranny to uh, to freedom, okay? Almost every policy. And it was all done to give more control to the central government. Okay? All of it. And it was done, you know, in the name of justice and equality. And you're seeing what's happening today where people who just want to live their normal ass life are being oppressed by the, the, these, this, this majority of progressives that came out of the progressive era. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not voting for a progressive ever in my entire life. I will die before I vote for one on the libertarian ticket. And I mean that. I mean that 100%. I came to this party to fight the control away from the progressive libertarians that were turning it into the fucking shit show it was. That's why I'm here. Yeah. That's why we sacrificed. And now I'm seeing the people that I fought in the trenches with start to try and soften up the blow for an RFK run. Not good, dude. Not cool. You're fucking gay. It would be Period. fun to watch RFK fail at a run. And also... Why, what goes through your mind to think that, hey, the most entrenched, established Democrat family in the history of the United fucking States represent the values of liberty? The people that pushed the progressive era, maybe more than anyone. No, not more than anyone, but. Sure. Well, but they're, they're up there for large. Some of the largest contributors to the progressive era. LBJ and, was arguably the force behind that and maybe the force well, behind some Yeah, and, and L shit, LBJ, but. I think, had something to do with uh, them taking out JFK. Yeah, I think well. we all know that, right? Yeah. You know, but uh, but that was for other other reasons. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But no, no, that's the thing. Like, yeah, dude, he's part of the, the most, like, visible Democrat, like, entrenched Democrat family in the history of our, our country, dude. Like, how... I mean, the only like family that's more deeply entrenched Democrat today is the de is fucking the Clintons, dude. Yeah, Clinton. like that's this, for sure. This yeah. is like this is like if Chelsea Clinton was a fucking medical malpractice lawyer. Right. What's the yeah, difference? Yeah. Name yeah. the difference. This, Name the policy difference. I bet you can't find one. Bill Clinton with one good idea. And, Brooklyn, and and also and probably is still gonna get the the blowies yeah. in the in the Oval Office too. Well, you know what yeah. I mean? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Um, and and so, like again, I'm just want to I want to clear this up. Like, fuck the progressive era. It was a mistake. It should be repealed immediately. Hell no, we shouldn't run a progressive Democrat who's good on one issue in the Libertarian yeah. Party. And if you're a Mises Caucus organizer who's trying, who has been directed to soften up that run for uh for for the the the. I don't know, rank and file membership. Stop right now. You're destroying years and years and years and years of fucking work that has been done. And you're not yeah. lending any credence to the candidate that you are pushing down everyone else's throat. Like Rechtenwald is a more principled candidate. I would vote far. for Rechtenwald. I, I would vote for Rechtenwald. I would not vote for RFK yeah. Jr. Over I want everybody RFK, to yeah. know that. I want everybody to know that. But also, like, what does that say about your faith in your candidate when you're making these 
these posts in, you know, private, well, not even really private channels, like the, the general channel of a private discord or something like that. Right. Like I see all this stuff yeah. anyways, everybody knows that I see this stuff and you have the chair of the party talking about what, oh, well, you know, maybe he's not our guy, but think about what it will do for ballot access and think about the money that will bring in. Oh, I and, hate that shit. And I'm seeing you do it. Like we're seeing you do it. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Everybody who's watching you knows what you're doing. You're softening the blow for when he does eventually come to California and probably try to announce there because he is debating at the California Libertarian Party convention, which, by the way, he didn't have to pay to be in that debate. We want $3,000 from Libertarian candidates to be in that debate. Fuck you. I'm not, get, yeah. I'm not paying you that money to come and debate RFK at a Libertarian convention. No, yeah, fuck, absolutely fuck uh, not. Let Rectumwald go up there. It'll be hilarious. I promise Rectumwald you. It's going to be the most boring be fucking, like, I think it's Rectonwald. I think Rectonwald and Hornberger paid to be in this debate. Okay. With Cornell West, maybe Jill Stein and RFK Jr. Okay. I always want to raise uh, the funding for me to go there. And I don't, don't even want to don't pay do him. It. Don't pay him. Don't want to do, that do shit. it. It's not worth it. It's going to be listen, just to that, think about the Think about the, the, the voices you're going to have to listen to for two hours. <laughs> RFK I, Jr., I we do it Jacob Hornberger, RFK, I, I can, I can Jacob Hornberger, and, and, and Michael and Michael Rechtenwald chewing on fucking mashed potatoes the entire time he's on stage. <laughs> okay, you, you're not gonna want to yeah. be in that debate. I don't want to be in that no. debate. I don't give a shit. You want to do like a a public debate? Just me and RFK. Fine. I got a lot to say to that guy, but I'm not paying three thousand dollars to no. go debate that guy at a Libertarian Party convention in a state that I'm from, by the way, that I've been to the more conventions than the guy who put on the convention. No, and they don't okay. deserve that fucking money. Fuck we should that. we should have a watch party and just we should we should live if it's yeah. a live stream or something yeah. or even if it's not a live stream, we'll find the recording of it. Do a yeah. live we'll, stream we'll, during we'll, it and roast the fuck out of it. Well, me. no, yeah. I'm gonna be there, so I'll be in California oh, during that debate. Oh. And so what I'm trying to do is get the other candidates. We found a we found a. Uh, place that's just literally almost right across the street that we can rent out for 150 bucks for nice. four hours. You know so what we're this thinking sounds about putting like, on a debate. This, this across sounds the street. like when the when the Mises caucus uh, was uh, doing. Weren't they doing the exact same thing? Yes. They were like, yeah, let's uh, have this thing across the street. Isn't and, that crazy? You know, opposition to the regime. Isn't that crazy? It's over here. Isn't yeah. that crazy that that's where we are right now? Isn't that crazy where this has come full circle, bro? You know that's what, what would happen. Horseshoe theory uh, is a motherfucker, dude. Well, um, what uh, what the fuck is the name of it? I can't remember the name of it. The uh, law of conquest. Fucking uh, why why am I drawing a blank here? You know what I mean. I just realized that my chat froze. Shit. I've been missing yeah, lots of chat. The battery on the guys after like an hour and a half. It's not even showing me anything. So I, oh, there I, we go. I yeah, can't. But it's it's yeah. You know what I mean though, like conquest law or whatever. It's that shit. Like you know that this is gonna happen. Every political party will uh. Just inevitably drift like towards uh, leftism, towards progressivism, towards uh, like valuing winning over principle. So you, you just can't even I don't even think you can do it that way. And I'm saying that as as a candidate for this party and a lifetime member of the fucking party. Whoops, Josh, you, uh, you remember when I when I did that, right? I said, if, if Josh wins the uh, the vice chair, I'm going to become a lifetime member on the spot. And I did. Well, oh yes, yep. He did after at, I became vice chair. He became yeah. a, he did become he is a lifetime member of the Libertarian Party. Toad, do you, do you regret that decision now? Yep. That sucks, dude. Yeah, but it's only did. a one-time payment, though. Yeah. 
Um, anyways, so we're getting to the end of this thing. We don't have much but time. But he did get duped by the eighteen hundred bucks. Oh, you you want to talk about Justin Moan? Yeah, we we can. We I mean or, we don't need to. But or the other uh, the other moaner the the oh the yeah whore. the uh, Justin Moan. Oh yeah, Nikki Haley. Yeah, Justin Moan. I will say so. He's the guy that decapitated his father, or, whatever, or at least supposedly. I don't even know if that that whole thing might just be totally fake. I really don't know. But he had a Spotify channel. He's a musician. He's like a rapper. And he had uh he had songs that seemed to almost be like indicating like what he was gonna do. It's it's pretty insane shit. And Spotify has since removed his uh profile. So he's gone now. Yeah, well I I so I've seen this so so you know I love you know I love the fucking conspiracy hole right like i'm a conspiracy theorist guy i don't give yeah, a shit but yeah you, i will say you that, like, that you like those holes yeah so well just just one i'm a one hole man these days okay all right um and mm -hmm. uh and i and i want to say like so they found this prosthetic head that you could buy for 35 bucks or whatever it's a dead it looks like a severed head and it looks yeah. exactly like the one in the bag dude i mean identical to the one that was in the bag dude, the head if that he you, had in that thing looked too big to be a human head well it, he was holding it way in front of his face in the camera i can make my hand look bigger mm, than my, my face too so i guess um, but but i will say that uh i will say that the the prosthetic head looks exactly the same as the head that was in the bag if you put fake blood on it and put it in a plastic bag you know but they're they're saying that he's been arrested that they found the dead body all this stuff so so for for that to happen, that would mean that if that head was fake, it's a false flag. It's all it's all a gay like psyop to try and make people think that you know the Trump MAGA guys are getting so uh, you know radicalized that they're cutting off their own parents' heads. Like, dude, I don't know, man. Like, maybe he's just schiz maybe he's just fucking crazy or schizophrenic or something, and just like you know, you're he he just happens to follow the MAGA stuff and that's part of his schizophrenia and maybe you're a fucking idiot if you think like all MAGA people want to go and behead their parent, their father for being a federal employee. Like, I don't know, dude, but you know, I think that you're probably going to radicalize a lot more young men by trying to hang your hat on the one, the one instance you can find of that happening. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. The, the reason behind it potentially being a false flag could be like, we want to like make an example of this guy. Like you can't like uh, like go up against like the regime, against the feds, or this is what's going to happen to you. Like you're going to get, uh, you're going to have the book thrown at you, basically. Oh no! But yeah, young man, young men typically known for uh, evaluating risk accurately. The same young men that are lonely, hopeless, and sexless. They're they're really gonna. Stop talking about me, bro. <laughs> you're you're not a young man. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, that's fucked up because uh, yeah, Ryan's way younger than you, I think, Toad. He's only twenty seven. Oh, I'm twenty eight now. Oh yeah, you're still a fucking child, dude. I have a child. Yeah, a child. You're a child with a child, bro. I got a kid that's almost your age, dude. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I'm like, I'm almost ten years older. Josh older. was a grandchild when he was my age, or grand grandchild, grandparent when he was my age. Yeah. Hey, you got any grandkids, Ryan? No. Yeah, then shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> Did you have any grandkids at twenty eight, Josh? No, but I had a I had a daughter who was like nine already. <laughs> so and then she made me a grandpa fucking six years later. So. Yeah, I, I made wise wise choices. So I I didn't have my kid until like a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh yeah, Nikki Haley says that Texas is uh is is a, is a go. She supports it, and I want I do want to I do kind of want this. I'm glad that this is kind of going to be our last topic here because I do kind of want this to be my last thought. Uh, okay. Okay. I I 
I worked in the Republican Party for quite some time. Okay? I was a Republican from 2002 until 2010. Okay, so nine or ten, eight, eight or nine years I was in the Republican Statist. Party. Um, I worked on Ron Paul's campaign in 08, and then I campaigned again for Ron Paul in the midst of the Occupy movement in 2012. I was no longer a registered uh, voting Republican at that point. I was a registered independent or maybe a libertarian at that point. Okay, um, But I, did, I was a Republican in 2008. And I want to say this to, to my Republican friends who I love very much. I, I know my Liberty friends in the Republican Party, a lot of you are very young. You're very optimistic. You think that this party can be changed and you, know, you, you, you lob a lot of insults and anger at the Libertarian Party for being a net uh, negative to the Liberty Movement. I get that. I understand that. I used to be you, the same person. I used to talk all this shit about the LP and I used to say like the same exact things and they're just taking votes from Republicans and we can change the Republican Party. It will be the party of Ron Paul. It will no longer be the neocon Warhawk Party of John McCain and Bush, okay? Said that said those same things you're saying today. It will be the party of Trump. It will be the MAGA party. We will get, you know, uh, uh, you know these liberty Republicans in office. We are going to win. We will change the party. And I love that optimism. I think it's great. But look what happened to Vivek, okay? Vivek did so bad in Iowa, he had to drop out, okay? On the other hand, Nikki Haley did not do that bad. And in fact, she got very close in New Hampshire. Okay. Now let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Listen, listen. When the Republicans who are going to be doing the electioneering, okay, who are not Vivek Liber or Liberty Republicans, who are not Justin Amash Liberty Republicans, who are not Congressman Thomas Massey Republicans, they are the party of, of Nikki Haley. They are the party of Bush. They are the party of John McCain. They are the deeply entrenched neocon warhawk party that makes up 80% or more of the Republican Party, okay? When they're doing the electioneering, when they're put, urging Trump, who for all intents and purposes has been able to get cut through a lot of this neocon shit somehow because of his, his high profile and already being the president once, okay? This man, this, this Donald Trump man who told us he was going to drain the swamp, who filled the swamp fuller than it had been in many, many years instead, okay? Who do you think he's going to listen to when he picks up a, a, a vice presidential nominee? Do you think he's going to listen to Thomas Massey? Do you think he's going to listen to no. Justin Amash? Do you think he's going to listen to well, no, Amash uh, has Mike TDS, Lee? So do you think not. he's going to listen to, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. Do you think he's going to listen to these people who are represent 7% or less of the Republican Party? Or do you think he's going to listen no. to the neocon Republicans that are deeply entrenched, that are the people that make, the, make or break his campaign? Uh, at the end of the day, the 80 or more percent of the national Republican Party mm. and pick the neocon warmonger is uh, Israeli Zionist supporting hoe bag that sleeps around on her husband. Okay. Or do you think that there, he's going to pick the, the young, exciting, like freedom guy, young Indian guy who represents less than 7% of the Republican party. Neither. 
I don't think either is going to be I the case. Do. I don't, I I don't do. think he's going to choose Haley because I think he'll consider that to be some sort of concession because right now he's no, he well, needs to. Why would it be a concession? Because he needs to beat Haley. Like but he, 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 he's going to beat Haley. He's going to beat will, Haley. But that will, like, t- unless you think that if him making him uh, making her his VP would be like him, like, like exercising dominance over her even more. I don't think he's no. going to do it because no. I think it's going to take away from his win. I think I think it's going to be Christy Nome or uh, Elise no. Stefanik. It won't be either of those people. It's, I'm I've telling you right now. rumors of George Santos, and I think that would be hilarious. I'm telling you Why? right now. Nick, Nikki Haley has 20 to 1 odds to be the VP right now. Which, which is stupid to me because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, listen to me. This is, this is an, an at the end of the day, last moment Mm -hmm. thought for Josh before we start clearing off the show here. Okay. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, Trump knows he needs the swamp. He can't win without the swamp. Okay. He needs the swamp. And when he gets into office, he's going to continue to fill the swamp. And guess who the swamp wants right now? The swamp wants Nikki Haley. Okay, but they can't get all the vote. Listen, they can't get all the voters on board for Nikki Haley. They can get a lot of the voters on board for Nikki Haley. The swamp. Listen, finish, Code, shut the fuck up. (sighs) Trump. See, I told you I'd get on. I'd get on him too. Just let me finish this. (laughs) This is my spring of consciousness moment. Okay. At some point, they're going to come to Trump and say, "A Ronan McDaniel or somebody is going to come to Trump and say, listen, Trump." Haley's got a lot of support. You can beat her. That's fine. But if you want to beat Biden, your vice presidential candidate is going to have to be Nikki Haley. And Trump's going to be like, let's do it. We got to beat Biden. We got to take our country back from the, the you know what I mean? Like, this is what he's going to do. I promise you that this, if it doesn't happen, I, I will bet you a million dollars the conversation happens. Period. And it's going to be the most, it's going to be the, the biggest selling point for Trump is we're going to win. We're going to do so much winning that you can't even believe it. He, he's obviously I, about winning, but the, the problem I have with that is that the establishment is pushing Nikki Haley so hard or has been because they want her to defeat Trump. They want Trump gone in any way possible. So I don't think that they're going to care that much about her being his VP. I think they'll be fine with like one of those other pseudo establishment uh VP options that he has there. He'll put one of them in there and then they're going to do everything they can to make this like the 2020 election again and uh, push Biden through again over Trump. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that I think you're right that that conversation will happen, but I don't think Trump will be like, oh, yeah, I need Nikki to win. I think Trump's the type of guy to be like, I don't need her to win. I'm gonna beat yeah, Biden he anyway. He doesn't need anybody. Cares? I, I beat him last time. You're wrong. Right. You're wrong, dude. I'm they telling just you. I'm telling it you. against me. He, I'll, I'll he guarantee you. I think you're wrong. Listen, listen. I'll tell you at the top of the fucking list right now, sitting at the top of the who should be Trump VP list is Nikki Haley. I guarantee it. I'm following the betting odds, on and that's not even close to the case. Yeah, yeah. Vegas, Vegas totally likes to win money, bro. You know what I mean? They do. They do. Yeah, they, they're exactly. the ones that have like tons of money at stake on on these odds. Anyways, we're getting, gonna, we're getting to the end of this thing. We're Adam not just says, "Throw money away." Adam says, uh, "Bud Light just gave Shane Gillis a sponsorship. Uh, shit beers back on the menu, boys. Back okay. on the menu." Shane, Shane Gillis, I'm seeing him on the 23rd. If I am not forced to go to the fucking California bullshit, I'll be seeing Shane Gillis. He's the funniest. Uh, he's the funniest motherfucker in America. There's no doubt. Shane, if you're watching the show, quit being gay. Come on the show. Oh yeah, and I'm seeing Ari tomorrow I know, night. I know, Ari I know you Shafir. got. Yeah. I know you got long night, nights of making grilled cheese, cheese overnight. But we can find this time to, to bring you on the show. 
Uh, we're all very proud that you uh, beat Down Syndrome. It's hard to do. Yeah, it's no. not an easy thing to do. But you should definitely yeah. come on the show. I we still haven't beaten show. it. Now there's going to be allegations of him being, being a woman now that, now that he has a Bud Light sponsorship. <laughs> uh, anyways. Toad, where can people find you, support you, listen to you, all those good things? What's your presidential campaign website, buddy? TowerGangPod.com uh, is where you can go uh, for not my campaign because I don't have a campaign. We can say that that's my campaign website because I'm campaigning on shit posting. So you can find me at the uh, Tower Gang Pod, uh, wherever you can find podcasts, and we're not nuked yet. Uh, so uh, that is the most offensive comedy podcast on the planet, Tower Gang. We go live at 9, 11 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday. And you can find me at Tower Gang Toad on Twitter. Uh, I do, of course, a bunch of shit posting, as you mentioned. And I also am the host of Better Off Dead, which is my suicidal sports betting show. So so funny, funny thing. I woke up a little hungover on Saturday. Was it Saturday morning? And I went outside to smoke a cigarette and Toad was out yeah. there making a podcast on his phone outside yeah. doing the sports mm -hmm. and talking about sports and like the betting lines on sports and stuff. And dude, for as autistic as he is in like the comedy podcast, dude, he was dead on on this shit. It was so good. It was like deadpan. I was like, man, he's actually really good at this. Like very, very good. I was very surprised. I was, I, was, I lost was like $2,000 that day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't say you were good at making bets. I said you oh. were good. I said you were good Damn at sure. doing the podcast. Don't Thank don't you. whatever Toad tells you to bet, bet the opposite. Jim Kramer. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely Jim Kramer of the sports betting world, dude. Okay. Mm, no, yeah. we love you to death. Please don't kill yourself, Toad. You're you're amazing. You're good for I'll try not to. Georgia I, State better have covered for me tonight, though. I don't I know if they did. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate our friendship very much. You know that. Even if even if Pulpo yeah, thinks you too, you're gay man. or whatever. Mm. <laughs> we're 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 but we're both yeah you got sick actually because you got aids from uh being at the airbnb with us yeah that's a very good possibility i probably could have caught some kind of airborne sexual disease from one of you guys yeah, there yeah if yeah. if anyone's going to be patient zero for a new airborne form of aids it's going to be a tower gang tower, tower gang airbnb yeah absolutely yeah, you, you're taking your chances well, Toad, I love you to death, man. Thanks so much for coming on, dude. We will uh, too, we man. will catch you soon. I'll see you on the campaign trail. Don't go to California and pay money to debate those guys. Fuck them, dude. I agree. I tell my co-host that, though. Oh, uh, I do have to say that Samuel Tweed threw a $5 super chat. He actually What's flew up, to Georgia for that from Washington State. I just want everybody to be clear that this dude is one of the coolest, realest motherfuckers. Yeah, him and uh, that uh, Matt dude who drove from Missouri. They're fucking yeah, insane, him too. They're, they're um, lunatics. But driving from Missouri probably wasn't as... I guess it probably was pretty far. That's like two, two pretty states far. away. It's not that far. Yeah. Only two probably states like away, I think. 10-hour drive, probably. Yeah, but Samuel flew all the way in from Washington. He said, uh, don't listen to that Crazy. shit. Don't look it up. It has subliminal messages that'll make you drink Folger coffee. He's talking about the uh, the manifesto of, the, of uh, John Mon. Uh, it's too late. John, I already watched it. John Mons? John Moan. John Moan. Oh. Uh, the, head, the head and the bad guy. Yeah, Justin Moan. Uh, totally a real name, by the way. Not a, not a stage name for porn. Yeah. Um, I want to say that, uh, I say that uh, I've already watched it, and I was already drinking Folgers coffee prior to that, dude. So I'm, I'm real gay about coffee. It's funny because I, I actually don't like coffee. I like, like, uh, coffee-flavored sugar milk. You know, you've seen how much cream. I drink I better coffee. coffee than that, man. Fox and yeah. Sons, they've sponsored us. They gave me a Christmas card. Yeah, drink that shit. Well, uh, my, shit. my buddy Webster, um, Brown Water Squid from Twitter, if you want to follow him, he's great. 
he sent me uh, some good ass like libertarian Florida coffee from a place called Stocking Mill Coffee. Hell yeah! And man, it's fucking good, dude. We we opened a a, a dark roast. I'm not gonna remember the, the actual name of it right now, but we opened a dark roast and and uh, grinded it and and um, French pressed it, dude. And it was stellar coffee, some of the best coffee I've ever had. He swears by it, says the best coffee in Florida. I I have to agree with him so far. Um, Toad, I love you, to Death Man. I'll catch you later. You too. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, of course. All right, guys. Everyone, go follow Toad. If you don't follow Toad. Oh. Sorry, I muted me and Ryan. Okay. Uh, I yeah. If you what I was saying, if you don't follow Toad, go check out Toad. Uh, I, I'm sure most of the people who watch the show already follow Toad. If you don't, he's great. He's my friend. I love Toad to death. He's hilarious. Um, he's a real cool guy in real life too. Uh, just same as he is online. Uh, Ryan, you got anything before we take off? First of all, I'm amazed that you managed to repeat that almost a word for word. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Uh, like. Comment, subscribe, follow me on Twitter at BulldogGamer28. I'm going to try starting a new thing. Uh, question of the day. Question of the day. Leave a comment of who do you think Trump will uh, pick for his VP? And then in your perfect world, who would be his VP? Go nuts. Yeah, it's, that's gay, but I like that you're trying something new. Yeah. I appreciate it. Dri drive engagement. <laughs> we, we, we're... We're we're on the uptick. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to skyrocket this. Oh, I'd like I'd like to get my Popo follow back, dude. That'd be very nice of you, Pulp. I'd appreciate it, dude. I, every time I go to like, because the Popo just pops up on my shit. I follow. I've been following you for fucking years now. Every time I pop up on Popo, I'm like, this motherfucker don't follow me anymore. What the fuck? And so I'd like to get that follow back. I'd appreciate that. I am gay, <laughs> but he's also gay. But like, he's like the cool gay, not like Funko Pop collecting gay or ATF gay. He's like cool gay. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, I stole that from him, by the way, when he was on my show. Um, uh, no, so we'll have another show for you on Tuesday, hopefully, like I was saying. But I'll be flying back from uh, from uh, Timcast uh, Tuesday morning. So if we don't get a show on Tuesday, we'll definitely have on Thursday, hopefully Tuesday. Uh, Stocking Mill Coffee is another thing I was talking about during the quiet moment there. Uh, my friend uh, Webster, uh, Brown Brownwater Squid on Twitter, if you don't follow him, go check him out. He sent me some Stocking Mill Coffee from Florida, Libertarian Coffee Roasters. Some of the very best coffee I've ever had in my life. Check them out. They don't sponsor us or anything, but it was just really good coffee. See if they would. Yeah, I used to have a coffee sponsorship, some really yeah. good Italian coffee uh, coffee back in the day. Uh, but I will see you guys on Tuesday or Thursday, if nothing else. Love you to death. Until then, don't forget to break cycle. To explain the lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse and refrain, but I just meant it in Minecraft. The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do. So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse because I just meant it in Minecraft. But Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold. Accusations of incitement getting totally old. Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just meant it in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft
good. Nothing I mean, you know it. No product is, cause it closed with COVID. 